Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Mo Kings Meadow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea FC women's team, especially when they win at the Academy Stadium. I'm your host, Dean, back again, this time joined by Dane. Dane, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, good. My Sunday evenings are never the same now. Podcast with you, getting quite regularly. No more TV with the missus. An improvement on previous Sundays? Yeah, it was usually usually a bit of a come down after a, a busy weekend. And yeah, you know, you flick through the telly, don't you? Two hours, you never actually watch something. So yeah, no, it's nice to talk about the... Uh, got a purpose now. Obviously, watch the women play and talk about how good they usually are. Yeah, I'm missing strictly the results. Um, just so the listeners know that the team comes first. Uh, Jane is not with us. She is on her way back from Manchester, having been in attendance uh, as were quite a few of the Chelsea Women's Sports Group who made a lot of noise, so well done to them on Women's Football Weekend, travelling up to Manchester to witness the first win in the league in a long, long time at that stadium. Um, I know fans like Kerry, who's been on the show, have been waiting for that moment, so I'm sure they enjoyed it very well. Um, then I'll run through the team and we'll sort of talk about Whatever chose to start with, obviously, Berger in goal, Bright, Carter, Ericsson at the back, Cuthbert, G, Leopold, Wrighton in midfield, Kirby, Jesse Fleming and Sam Kerr up front. Pretty much the team we had on paper in the preview that yourself and Jane did. What did you make of the choices that were made? I was, I was a little bit surprised. I thought we'd have Sophie in there just to, uh, just to protect, you know, the wing-backs because... You know, going with Cuthbert and Wrighton is is attacking. When previously uh, we we played in Manchester, we had Carter at, at right wing back and Wrighton on the left. But you know, as we we saw so many times, we transitioned into a four, and and uh, Jess Carter was the right back, and Wrighton still stayed up. So I didn't know if there was an imbalance there. Uh, but yeah, it's nice to see Fleming again. She deserved another start. So I, I was. I, I wasn't disappointed. I was a little bit surprised, but I was I was very admirable, uh, admiring of the fact that she, you know to go with loopholes in, in G in an away fixture at, at Manchester City is you know is very attacking and very brave, and obviously had confidence in them and, and the wing backs and and Fleming as well, which I, I just said yeah you know really good to see Fleming getting another start. Yeah, it is, and I tweeted before the game that you know usually when Glenn Hard is not playing. I'm quite worried about how Chelsea attack because I think she's so important. But the form that Jesse Fleming's in, I'm not feeling that anymore because I know that Jesse can you know, provide for the team. And she did, didn't she, on that opening goal inside two minutes? That to me is a goal that Penilla Harder scores. You know, acknowledging where the opportunity to press is, doing that, winning from the mistake for the Man City goalkeeper, then rounding her and scoring. That reminded me of a Penilla Harder esque goal. Yeah, well, obviously, in recent weeks, since Peniel's been out, whether it's been uh, Cuthbert or Fleming up there, they are, you know, if Peniel's playing, you're going to get a goal, you're going to get assist, you know, and that's what Cuthbert and Fleming have been doing. You know, they've been replacing those goals and, and assists that we, we we might have worried about missing for Peniel. And again, yeah, Fleming, you know, I, I feel sorry for the goal, well... I feel sorry for the goalie to an extent. You know, poor Otai maybe having still demons or, or nightmares of, of last time we played. And yeah, caught in possession, a, a slow pass back out. But when 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 Jesse pounced on it, you know, quite quickly, I, I had to have a second look. I thought it was Kirby because she looked really fast, fast onto it. And yeah, Taib again was, even when she was in the middle of a goal, she was sort of in no woman's, no man's land, no woman's land. 
Uh, and yeah, she just tucked it past with ease. I think it surprised her as well, surprised the whole team. And wow, but if you're going to if you're silly enough to, to play it around, you know, we've got, uh, you know, we say all the time, world-class players and, you know, they will pounce on any mistake and uh, make you pay. Yeah, I'm old enough to remember the Manchester United men's goalkeeper, Taibi. Italian. He let the, he let the shot through his legs. Mm. And that's what Taib reminds me of, because their names are quite similar. <laughs> she must be a Chelsea fan, no matter how she was. Um, having said that, though, the bright start, then it sort of became Manchester City's game, didn't it? And I felt Chelsea really struggled to get a grip of the game and control the game. And is that because of that midfield of G and, and Liverpool's isn't the right balance because G's great on the ball with possession and we didn't have possession and Liverpool's is box to box and when you've got G you take that away from her we really missed Ingle didn't we yeah yeah I like uh Melanie Leupold's box to box play and if you've got G you know behind her sometimes trying to hold or in front of her there can be gaps left you know I thought our wing backs were very deep an imbalance because you know Manchester Manchester City still have dangerous players and I I, I was worried about that imbalance without Sophie's screen of a defence and and allowing Melanie to you know play that box to box role. I thought we was wasteful, lazy passing. You know it happens. You know Dean, we've been watching men's football for a long time and we can always guarantee uh, being at Stamford Bridge after a Champions League week. Uh, midweek and and how rusty and how tired uh, you know players look so we've seen it and I was sort of half expecting it Man City had had the week off we hadn't you know a bit of a travel and uh, yeah it did, it did look an imbalance and uh, I didn't expect it to last long Emma said at half time that she did try to change it in game but it still didn't work so that's why she made the changes no getting a bit ahead of ourselves but yeah I'm you know we're here we, we'll criticize if we but we will be a bit critical if we think the performance wasn't good enough. But, you know, we, we would be we're just trying to be honest. You know, this is not a degrading of the players. We know how wonderful we are. We said in midweek, uh, Mimi and, and Jane, but, you know, we've got 19 players. Adding Lauren James and Marin Mildred to that, you know, 2021 20, players, and they're all capable of playing in that first 11. So, you know, they're great. They walk in so many teams. So it's, uh, they just didn't play well in that first half. Simple as that. Yeah. Having said that, though, I don't really remember Manchester City testing AKB. There was two incidents in the half. The first one was a poor um, piece of defending from Chelsea and, and Caroline Weir got through the middle of the mm. defence. Um, Jess Carter stepped out to close some space. Uh, Millie didn't tuck around and just left it wide open and AKB made a very good save with her foot. And then the second one was the Cuthbert back pass the, that um, Lauren Hemp got onto. Just before AKB, there was a collision. To me, that's a penalty all day long. What did you make of that incident, Dave? Yeah, yeah. going back to what you said about Man City, they were, yeah, they had a lot of the ball, a lot of huff and puffing, but not doing a lot. They, was, they kept on trying to lay the same trap where... Ellen White would come uh, would come deep to get the ball, and a lot of times Melanie and Angie was sort of was following her, pressing up, pressing, and that left a gap in between. And uh, Kemp would come in off the wing, Stanway or Weir, and there'd be a lot of space behind. And they tried that trap a few times; it worked, but it didn't obviously lead or progress to anything. Going back to to the penalty, yeah, I'd, uh, she had her shot. 
Berger saved it and then Berger kicked her. So you could see why they would be quite upset. Uh, would we be upset? Possibly. You know, it's too fast for, you know, for the referee. She was in a position she had to bend her, her head around to see, up to see, I think, around Millie Bright. Uh, it would have been it would have been hard to give it. It would have been harsh. But you can see why they could be a little bit aggrieved by that. There's no way she, she, she could have seen in that time. You know, we talked earlier on, didn't we, uh, in the season about VAR coming to the women's game. But they probably would have given it, to be honest. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, it, what irked me was that uh, Berger saved it and then kicked her. So it probably, probably it was a, it would have been a penalty. To be fair, I only thought that after I saw the replay, which was slowed down mm. in real time, it just looked like they collided both at the ball at the same time. It happens, you know, in contact sport. And actually, I think the fact that Berger was so injured that she was in quite a lot of pain probably saved her because it didn't look like she kicked. Mm. Like she had been kicked how injured she was maybe that saved her and the ref obviously didn't give it that caused up you know a lot of injury time I think it was six minutes in the first half and in the fourth minute of that Chelsea you know sucker punched City again with the second goal and it was sort of similar to the first in many ways that it was counter pressing Chelsea got on the ball um, a lovely G cross to Brighton who knocked it down into the path of Sam Kerr to score that is a typical Chelsea goal, isn't it, Dane? The way that they broke quickly, a couple of passes into the box and then a goal. Yeah, I didn't think uh, Guru had, had, had a great first 25 minutes. Again, you know, this is an attacking player who's being asked to learn a new role, uh, left wing back, and she was very deep. So being so deep, that means she's, she's, she's yet to show off her defensive side of the game. So it wouldn't have suited her. But this goal was all about Guru Wrighton for me. You know, you know, she pressured down. I think it was Stanway, did she? And, 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 and got the ball off her. Uh, that released G, who did... A, and then, obviously, Wrighton's made a... After winning the ball, made a lovely run to the back post. Uh, G's done a nice little dink to the back post. When Wrighton could have easily... You could easily get sucked in there and have a nosebleed and think, I'm close to goal, I'm going to go for goal. But she, she you know, unselfishly peach of a, a cushioned header across the box for Kerr to tap in. And again, you just think, oh, you know, that's Kerr's job to tap in. But it's, it's her movement. She's so smart. You know, she could have uh, uh, went, you know, a bit too early and, and, and been out of position. But, you know, it was a great striker's goal. It was a great movement. Again, G, who was you know, a little bit up and down in the first half. That was a great little dink. And it was just so impressive to know that we we, we stepped up a gear. As we said earlier, Man City, you know, had a lot of the ball. The, the co-commentators and guests in, in the Sky Sports studio, were, you know, mentioned dominated. And I thought that was a little bit, you know, generous for them. But, you know, we stepped up a gear when we want to, intercepted, pressed them, got the ball, goal 2-0. And, you know, that's what world-class players do, world-class teams do. And it's harsh if you're a City fan, but, you know, make some chances and take them. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I don't think we probably was deserving of a 2-0 lead at half-time, but you're not going to turn it down. And what sort of, I wouldn't say surprised me, but what pleased me was the fact that Emma still saw what was wrong and made that half-time change, which was G coming off and Ingle coming in. The midfield that I would have started with gets on in the second half and we see the impact of that pretty much straight away. And it's good that although we're winning 2-0, we're always looking to improve. Yes, yeah. I thought our 
our 15 minutes after half time was was devastatingly good you know uh again going back to the co-commentators they didn't give us much credit uh still didn't claim we played that well which I, I give them the first half but the second half we came out like a different team we had maybe that goal right on half time helped us uh you know put put some energy and uh energized our whole performance you know and as you know you know if you've ever played sports all it takes is one little thing to go good and all of a sudden you know you've got a spring in your step and I thought for like 15 minutes we was you know we was moving the ball right and and Cuthbert were a lot further up you know we started to see Fran again who had a quiet first half and as we said about Sophie Ingle you know defensive midfielder you know the screening of the defense just for protection to allow Melanie to Melanie Lopez to play a box-to-box role yeah it was it was it was the balance was you know nicely settled up and and yeah I was I was so impressed with that with that 15 minutes after you know after the whistle of second half but it, again it's so easy to say well you know by going into nil that that would have had us on a high and, and obviously City on a low yeah what I did note down actually after you said that 15 minutes I think I think it was about then after the fourth goal that Sky put up a graphic of the possession would have been for the last 15 minutes, I guess. And Chelsea had 64% at the start of that second half. And having not had the ball really at all in the first half, it just shows you that once you put in that balance and the teams all in alignment with each other, the, the amount of impact it had, and it results in two goals, both from set pieces. Uh, the first one obviously comes out, then the ball comes back in and, and Kirby gets it. It looks like, to me, that was a cross day. Are you going to give it to Fran as a... As an effort, uh, sometimes you know you drill it and it's a cross shot, and you know you're trying to aim for that far post or the bottom corner, depending on who you are. This one was more of like a, a dinked cross shot. I, was, I don't know because obviously the replays, I was trying to watch her eyes, and I could see her eyes when they showed from the camera from behind the goal, and her eyes sort of did look to the, the corner of the net. It was it was a hard one. It looked like a cross from when the camera was from behind her her, her body when when when, when she cross or, or took the shot but from nine and net it looked like it was a it was a dink to the far post yeah you know as, as, as a striker you, you, you whether you admit to it or not it, it's another thing but uh, yeah it was it's a hard one to see either way you know by by seeing this before a cross shot puts it in a dangerous area and it either goes in or someone taps in yeah i think we should give it to fran when she meant it and it was a, a perfectly placed Dinked finish into the far corner. <laughs> goalkeeper. If anyone can do it, Fran Kirby can do it. Um, and then you know, three minutes later, Dane Erickson gets the fourth a header for in the six-yard box. It's good that we look very dangerous from set ple- from set pieces, rather. You know, I've noted that when Nick Newman plays, her presence in the box causes problems. Uh again, the goalkeeper you can question Taib again, they didn't command a box. But it was, you know, a perfect player to score for me and Magda Eriksson after her column she wrote for the I newspaper. She's had a lot of kickback in Sweden about some of the comments she's made um, about the old issue of guitar and, and sports washing in general. Um, but good for the captain to get a goal, her first one for a long time. Yeah, but if, you know, if, if we don't have, you know, high profile sports stars like Magdalena Eriksson talking, then, you know, things get swept under the carpet or, or, or washed away, you know. I'm glad she, she spoke. Regarding the goal, again, a little bit critical of, of, of Guru writing in the first half, like I said, but 
you know, she made the second goal. And this goal, again, is about her. I think a couple of minutes before, she she, she almost put through Sam Kerr and Sam Kerr had like a, a snapshot which come off a City defender and is actually well saved by the goalie. This time it was a corner from Guru, you know, beautiful corner into a really dangerous area. And Magdalena was like sandwiched between three, maybe four players. And uh, she was the only one who kept her eye on the ball. Everyone's heads were, you know, you know, like a bubble head. Uh, she kept her eye on the ball whether it was close or not, and, and she scored the goal. She was the brave enough to do it. And I was so pleased for her because sometimes with defenders in top clubs, you know, they, they go unnoticed or it's just expected, you know, clean sheets here. And we all know how much defenders and goalies hate letting in goals. But I think, they've, I think she's been brilliant this season, as of, as of Millie. I thought Carter had a good game as well. But yeah, I was really pleased for, for our captain to score a goal. And, you know, it was all about her wanting it more than anyone else. Yeah, shades of the goal that Miedema scored in the last seconds for Arsenal against Tottenham, where she rose highest against a number of opposition players. Uh, but like I said, great for Magda to score. People have been speaking about her role in this team. Now there's a back three. She's not as progressive as she was. But like you said, I think she's been fantastic all season and, very, very lucky that she is the captain of the team, as you said, that speaks out and is not afraid to voice her opinion on things. And, and then that really killed the game as such. I know City had a bit of a 10-minute spell after that, but mm. 4-0, Chelsea are cruising. And Emma Hayes said after the game, we played like a champion today in the second half. You yeah, oh, absolutely. With that, yeah. No, 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 you can't disagree with that. And, you know... it. <sighs> Again, you know, I, I, I can't remember ever disagreeing with, with, with Emma Hayes. She's very smart, very Mourinho-esque, you know, takes uh, the spotlight away from her. And if she doesn't like the questioning, she will soon, soon change it and highlight something else. I loved how she, it's not as if she didn't like the questioning in midweek when we beat Savet, but it was going a bit stale. And all of a sudden she just turned, she didn't answer the question that the, uh, the, the commentator or journalist asked her, she just went on and started talking, this is all about Marion Milder for me, you know, so she obviously quickly got bored with the conversations or like the brilliant manager, she, she wanted to highlight the fact that, you know, this is a big step back, a step up for Marion Milder and, and, you know, we've got her back. You know, afterwards, she said exactly what we thought and, you know, we're just regular Joes who, who watch football, but it was, it was amazing second half and, you know, we've got to be given credit and again, some of the guests in the studio or the co-commentators were like, oh, we never really got out of this gear and that gear. But, you know, it's, it's so easy just to say, oh, Man City are missing these players and that players. And I understand that, but you've still got to go and beat them. You've still got to drag yourself off the floor after a tough, gruelling Champions League game away and, and, and find that extra step and that spring and that energy and, and win these games. You know, no one in that in that Man City's first 11 are, are mugs. You know, they're all good players and still full of internationals. So, you know, just, I wouldn't say rode their luck in the first half. They, it took, took a time, it took a while for them to get into it. But in the second half, they were... You know, different. You know, it was it was the Chelsea of or we've seen of champions last year, the Chelsea that win trophies, and that's what that's what these players can do, and this what his team can do, and that's what Emma can do with a you know a, the moving of the tactile analysis and and everything. And you know, not surprised to be honest. No, I I really loved Emma's press conference for the Savet game before it when they asked what her plan was and she said to win the game. Yeah, how are you going to do that? Well, we're going to score more goals than the opposition, <laughs> um, which I thought was very good because sometimes managers can get a little bit preachy, a bit like the Manchester United manager who 
keeps drawing. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about a substitution, Dane, that happened in the 77th minute. And that was Sakira Muzovic coming on for Anne Katrin Berger. Um, she had been in the wars a bit, hadn't she, old AKB? Yeah, we've seen it a few times, haven't we? We've seen her go down in the areas over over the season she's been with us. And she, sometimes, obviously, she recovers. They, they, uh, the commentators, again, tried to claim in the first half when she went down that it was on purpose so uh, Emma Hayes could do some tactical changing because a lot of the, uh, of the Chelsea women ran over to Emma Hayes to have a drink and, and, and have a chat. And they thought it was very, uh, very tactical by Anne Katrinberger and then she, she obviously got the kick off of Kemp. I think their shins both uh, hit each other. And yeah, well, I don't think she ever recovered from that. And it obviously got to the stage in the game where, you know, it was a dead leg or what, you know, as you must know, Dean, from, from, from playing sports, you know, that dead leg does does keep on coming back at you and then eventually does feel like a dead leg. So to be safe to take her off and... You know, we've been sort of talking, was talking in the last show with Mia and, and Jane about Musevich and, you know, uh, when she'll be getting a chance in the league. She probably obviously didn't expect it to be so soon uh, after playing in the Champions League in midweek. But, you know, she, she's, she's a class goalkeeper. She looks confident. I haven't seen enough of her to, to know if, 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 if the future of number one, I, I, you know, Mia, Mia Erickson, regular guest would, would know more than me about that but I haven't seen anything that is going to worry me so far but she needs to be tested she needs to be put in the big games and you know whether you're 4-0 up you've still got to come you've still got to catch the crosses you've still got to organise the defence you know it's uh, so it was a good 20 minutes to come into the game yes but still against you know players that you know they didn't want to hide and as I said you know the, the commentators were trying to urge City on to get a goal and it would be good for their confidence but you know she didn't let once she come on and got a clean sheet, whether it be 20 minutes or 90 minutes. Yeah, so Kira Musvich does not concede goals, that we know for sure. And I think, you know, Chelsea helped sort of kill the game off with the subs. They brought on Neve Charles and Drew Spence. So Frank Irving, Drew Wrighton, uh, Sam Kerr had already come off before this anyway for Bethany England. And I think, you know, that for me, Dane, is the real strength in depth because people talk about there's not enough. Uh, depth to change the 11 sort of thing and they don't play well when they make so many changes I think that's the case for every team I think the real test is in games like this you're able to bring on players like Neve Charles Drew Spence and rest your big players when the game's won and you know when she's talked about being champions Emma Hayes I think this is what she means yeah yeah big squad you know big squad without repeating myself you know I think 19, 20, 21 players who, who can play in that first 11 quite comfortably. I felt so, feel sorry for Bethany England because you know, she comes on, she probably felt quite confident she might get a chance, might get a goal. And she did get a chance, but then she sees attacking players who are likely to give her ammunition, like uh, Wrighton and uh, uh, Kirby go off. Uh, Andrew Spence, you know, again, you know, she played in the week. She, she played good in the week and she, you know, she is a, she's a very good defensive player. Although, she, again, she, Likes attacking, like likes making runs into the box. Neve Charles again, another one who's trying to, who's been asked to sort of learn a new position. She came on a bit quiet for her, and you know, obviously going back going back to Man City making substitutions. We knew the game was over when they took Kemp off because Lauren Hemp off because uh, just to save her, they'd already four 0 They weren't coming back. But going back to our big squad, yeah, I was, I was kind of hoping that Marin. I thought Marin Mildred could come on for five, five, ten minutes, but. 
you know, you can't make decisions on, on your heart in football. It's got to be your mind. And if, if she doesn't think she's ready, because did we have one? Did we, did, that, did we have one sub left? Was that correct? Or had we used all five? Uh, I don't know. The five were used. Oh, OK. Yeah, I thought they might have brought her on. But then again, you know, you've got to be fair to Drew Spence, who, you know, has done well this season. And, you know, why should Marin just, just step above her? It's not, you know, she's got to earn that right. Again, we all know how brilliant Marin Melder is. But, you know, it's not about heart. It's about the mind. And she knew Drew deserved to come on, you know, to just uh, suck up the rest of the life out of that game. Yeah, I think if you actually look at the sub, 10 minutes left, it's Frank Kirby that comes off and it just puts another player into that midfield area. Yeah. Sort of kills that last 10 minutes that City might have had a go if they wanted to, but I don't think they really did. So the last bit I want to talk about, Dane, is the battle between Lauren Hemp and Aaron Cuthbert because in the FA Cup game, he spoke lots about Jess Carter on that right-hand side. I think she got roasted. Erin, I thought, was much, much stronger today against her and Emma Hayes did say after the game, I think that's the quietest game I've ever seen Lauren Hemp have. And having said that, she did still have chances, Lauren Hemp. She did beat Erin on a couple of occasions. I thought the back three was a bit closer together today than they were in the FA Cup game. I thought Millie covered a lot better with Jess on the right-hand side. But what did you make of Erin's performance overall? She did very well, in my opinion. Yeah, see... see you've got to give her so much praise because you know she's been playing a lot further forward in recent weeks uh, scoring goals assisting i mean she's been asked to do a job against one of the best players in the league you know i've been praising obviously lauren hemp a lot recently and uh, you know i shouldn't be well you know i tried to be fair but she did have a fairly quiet game uh, but she's always going to have moments because she, she's got those qualities about her and a couple of times erin was out of position and, and and lauren got in behind uh didn't really produce any 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 crosses. Uh, didn't really have a chance. I think oh, in the second half actually, but it was going wide and Berger. She had a shot on Berger. You still put it around the post. But yeah, I think Erin did a good job. I thought she was very deep in the first half. Like I said, her and Wright, and maybe that was the plan. But you've got to remember as well. It, it, it's so easy to to to, to uh, compare. Uh, Lauren against Erin going forward but what about when Erin was going forward you know Lauren didn't you know Lauren wasn't much to keep up with her and Erin uh, got in some really good positions in that second half so her her attacking display you would say was better than Lauren's Eine Frage Wie schnell war der Aufschlag? 150 km/h. Wie lang war der Drive? 229 Meter. Wie lange hast du geschlafen? Sieben oh, Stunden 54 Minuten. Letzte Frage. Trainierst du deinen Körper und deinen Geist mit der Achtsamkeit? Ja, genau das mache ich. Wir alle haben Fragen und die neue Apple Watch Series 7 hat die Antworten. Auf dem bisher größten und fortschrittlichsten Display. Die Zukunft der Gesundheit am Handgelenk. Lieferengpässe möglich. Erfordert ein iPhone 6S oder neuer App aus dem App Store. Abo erforderlich. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Footballfancast.com. Yeah, and obviously, Cuthbert still did get two assists today. Um, obviously, Lauren Hunt doesn't get any. And, and Wrighton, obviously, with the assist for Sam Kerr. So, you know, she's producing not just 
defensively but offensively as well. Um, for me, she's been one of the players of the season so far. And I'm sure when we perhaps sit down during the international break to discuss the season so far, she's going to be one of the key talking points of that game. Um, and actually, I don't know if this is on social media yet, but she's actually having a scan, Jane told us. Mm. Um, she said to her last she, she came off injured just having a scan. Um, so we'll see how that affects her. I mean, luckily, there's only Savet midweek, and then I believe it's Burn and City on Sunday, the 21st, um, at Kings Meadow. So not a huge game coming up for us. So if she needs a rest, now's the time for it. Um, the other unused subs today, Baron Miyada, just mentioned Lauren James, Yona Anderson, and Georgia Fox. Um, the stats, Chelsea had 45% possession, 13 shots, six on target, four corners and three fouls to Manchester City, having 55% possession, 11 shots, six on target, seven corners and six fouls. So, Dane, it was a pretty close game stats-wise. Um, mm. The eye test, probably first half was City, second half was Chelsea's. Um, and we were just more clinical and, as ever said, played like champions. Yeah, again, you know, we kept, you know, England's number one striker very quiet again. And they were debating uh, on the TV whether it's the service, whether it's the lack of the right or left backs, you know, whether it's, you know, Lauren or Stanway or Carolyn Weir, you know, how to get her into the game. But, you know, again, you've got to praise our, our defence for, for keeping her quiet. We said the first half was full of Man City huffing and puffing. They had plans. You know, they had traps, but they didn't then progress the play into dangerous areas. You know, as you said, you know, if we without our Chelsea uh, bias glasses on on another game, they could have got that penalty. And that if they if they would have scored it, uh, that, that could have been 1-1. Swings and roundabouts in football. But I think overall, you know, you've got to, you know, you've got to look at, you know, all the avenues. And, and as I said, you know, Champions League in the week, we would have been tired, took us a while to get into the game, but like champions, you know, we took advantage of, of situations and mistakes and, you know, and in the second half, we, we came out like, you know, like champions and, and, and showed what we can do. Uh, overall, you've got to be happy with that. You know, as I said earlier, they're still a good team, you know, they're still good players in that Man City uh, side, even though they are missing some quality as well, but that's not our problem, is it? You know, the team's put out, we've got to go there, we've got to do our job. As Emma said in midweek against the vet, score more goals than them, and that's what we did. So, brilliant for us and tough luck for them. Yeah, and I suppose a, a bit of pressure on Chelsea as well, given that Arsenal had drawn the game to Tottenham the day before, mm. because now, obviously, we're a point behind Arsenal on the table, They've still got to come to Kings Meadow. So technically the title is in our hands now because we can directly affect where it goes. Um, if both teams win all their games and if Chelsea beat Arsenal then in that game between them, the title goes to Chelsea. So there was that pressure on them as well. I know City have got problems. Um, like you said, they've still got international players. I thought it was quite funny that the Sky commentators kept mentioning Every single player that had the ball for City, you know, what international team they played for. Uh, they got obviously the Swedish midfielder. They said she won silver medal at the Olympics. Just making the point that they were good players in that yeah. City team. And Gareth Taylor, the Chelsea women's sports group, think he's going to get sacked in the morning. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Well, they mentioned, didn't they? They mentioned he he mentioned the injuries. Uh, they in the, in the preview of the game and uh, uh, Lauren 
Lauren Hemp said, no, it's not about the injuries. You've still got, you know, quality out here. You can't make injuries as a, as an excuse. So when you start saying different things to your manager, that's when you know there's, there's a little bit of a ripple uh, and you wonder, yeah, how long is he going to be in the job? Uh, going back to Arsenal, I was just quite happy to see their manager a little bit despondent after the game and not as energetic as he has been all season. You know, my first... My, my my first sight of the manager was him getting, getting a bit excited when they beat us 3-2 the first game of the season. He was very, you know, very jumpy on the sidelines, seemed to like have a lot to say. And I, I had to actually check that it was not a cup final and it was, you know, this was the first game of the season. So it was nice to see him a little bit uh, within himself uh, on, on Saturday. And, and you know, the bit I saw, you know, Tottenham was organised and, and, and did really well. And, Arsenal did look surprised that they they couldn't get couldn't get the win, which uh, it's nice to like knock them back down to size for a little while. But as you said, yeah, absolutely, you know, to have them at home, to have played Man City, Man United, and Arsenal away now, and we're still not even are we in the middle of the season, halfway through the season. But either way, you know, to, to how I'm really looking forward to the Arsenal at home, and you know, uh, King's Medal will be rocking for that one. Yeah, I think, what, we're seven games into the season now? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so not, not even halfway that. yet. Um, and we've played, obviously, as you said, the three sort of big teams, quote-unquote, um, away from home. So mm-hmm. the destiny of this title is in, in Chelsea's hands and, you know, Hayes and this squad, feeling pretty confident that it's going to go the right way now. And like you said, Arsenal won their league back in whenever the season started, September, was it? <laughs> uh, I think we prefer to win it in May. So that's that. Uh, I did ask the people of Discord to choose a player of the match and they did a Dane Whittle on me and couldn't pick. Um, so they're giving it to the whole team, Dane. Do you agree with that? Uh Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, Agree to disagree, you know, as I said, you know, it's not easy coming off Champions League games, not what I've got experience of that. <laughs> this is me watching it, uh, and and then pulling in a performance, you know, away in Europe, then away uh, in the league it is quite hard and it's quite harsh. I'm just, yeah, I'm just impressed with, with, with Guru and Aaron, you know, and whoever's trying to play this because we haven't got a naturally uh, a natural left wing back or, or right wing back, so to see them so deep and being very defensive in the first half, but then to then both in the second half step up and show their attacking qualities, I would it'd be hard to pick one of them to who I would have gone with for the man of the match. And again, Sam Kerr, it's so much unselfish running, which you which you don't see. And just because she's not getting the ball, it doesn't mean that she's not, you know, dragging defenders wide and uh, and just keep making them, you know, making them make decisions to make and. Sometimes, you know, when you've played football, uh, you you tend to watch the one the position you played. And when I used to play as a forward, you know, I like to watch the forwards. And as I said, Sam Kerr's unselfish running is she makes some amazing runs. I uh, in 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 the show in midweek, I sort of said she was similar to Crespo, uh, Hernan Crespo, the men's player, who who was a world class striker, but his stats would make people think that he was. Uh, it was just average at Chelsea, but still to this day was was the best movement I've ever seen as a forward. And Sam Kerr's, you know, if you get a chance to go down to and watch the game at Kings Meadow or wherever, you know, just some, sometimes just watch her, Sam Kerr for five, ten minutes. You might not get the ball, but her movement and her, the decisions she makes and uh, and keeps all those all the defenders trying to mark her guessing, you know, is is, is truly world class. Yeah, I 
Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully a couple more years of that at King's Mellow for you to get down there and watch it live. Um, so the other results from the WSL on Women's Football Weekend, Tottenham won all with uh, Arsenal, as we've mentioned. Everton drew one all with Manchester United earlier today. Uh, Brighton beat Leicester 1-0. Burnham City lost 1-0 to Aston Villa in the Midland derby. Uh, West Ham dropped a two-goal lead to drew 2-2 with Reading. And obviously Chelsea winning 4-0 away at Manchester City. Uh, that leaves the league table looking like this. Arsenal in first on 19 points. Chelsea second on 18 points. Hope Pals, Brighton, Hove Albion third on 15 points. Uh, Tottenham on in fourth on 14 points. Uh, fifth for Manchester United on 12 points. Sixth for Aston Villa on 10 points. West Ham ninth on uh, seventh on nine points. Reading eighth on seven points. Manchester City ninth on seven points. Everton tenth on seven points. Burnham City 11th on one point and Leicester City still no points in 12th. Um, so the table starting to take a little bit of shape, but perhaps not how we expected it to look, especially those three teams on seven points towards the end of the table. Two of those we definitely didn't expect to be there. And the two in third and fourth, I don't think we expected to be there either, but here we are. Uh, day before we go, um, Thursday evening, Chelsea Champions League back in action again. Um, so that come to town. Obviously, we just beat them 7-0 last week. Uh, they're part-time. We're full-time. Are you expecting just to change everybody or just leave the couple of players like she did in the away game, just get it done? I still expect her to be professional. You know, we, we saw in midweek uh, Wolfsburg drawing which which surprised us to an extent and uh, then, then allowed us to go back to the top of the group. So, you know, she'll know that in, in, in European football, I know Savet, Savet wasn't particularly great in that first leg, but, you know, we've still got to put them away. I'd still expect enough changes to keep some players fresh, but enough firepower in there as well to put these chances away. Uh, oh, was it 20, 20 odd minutes? We was the game was nearly over in midweek. So yeah, she'll she'll be professional. You know, she obviously we can never tell Emma what to do or, or try and second guess her. But yeah, she she'll know. But we've got to get the job done still. And uh, yeah, like midweek, enough players rested, but enough also firepower to uh, to take advantage and put this game hopefully away early again. Yeah, uh, assume that she wants to of like the first leg win the game in 25 minutes and then you can look at players like Lauren James to come on I watched her for the academy side against the armed forces for the Remembrance Day game on last Thursday and it's hard to judge her because she was playing against amateurs and you could tell that because she was sort of toying with them um, but kind of stepping closer to, to fitness and this could be an opportunity for her Richie, what oh. position did she play? Wherever she, she played... wanted to, really. Um, oh, so she drifted and... She had her name printed on the shirt and she was number 19. There was another number 19 that wasn't her, didn't have the name on the shirt. <laughs> it was just a bit like she was odd in that team. And when she got the ball and wanted to do stuff, she did. And when she didn't, she just passed it. And I think Jane said about her effort and I think it looked a bit like she was being lazy, but the game was beneath her mm. and it was more about fitness and her showing that she could score against an army side really so but like you said if we win this game early 25 minutes half time she could get 45 
on the pitch. Um, oh, well, no, won't we, before the game, because Emma Wall has literally been telling us that she's not going to play. She keeps yeah. on saying it. Uh, no, no, we, don't, we won't see her today. No, no, we're not going to see her today. So if she doesn't say that on, uh, you know, we might get a chance to see her for a half an hour, maybe Mar- Marion again, get another. Maybe Marion might even start, you know, a good 45 minutes under her belt. But yeah, yeah, it, it's exciting times with, with Lauren James. And, you know, it is sometimes hard to play against weakened teams and, and you know, you 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 feel better playing against stronger teams, which you can test yourself. But hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll see her soon in you know in the first team and 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 with some uh, valuable minutes. Yeah. So I predict the team because I like doing it. It's my fun thing to do. Um, Muzovic, Carter, Mielder, Anderson as a back three. Charles Spence, G, and Fox as a midfield four. And then Frank Kirby behind England and Kerr. So three, four, one, two. Um, Mielder getting her first start. G coming back in after playing 45. Two new wing backs. We still got Kirby and Kerr in England to score the goals. Should should do it. And then perhaps look at Lauren James for 45 minutes in the second half. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, who did you have at right wing back? Neve Charles. Neves at right wing back, Georgia Fox um, at left wing yeah. back. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know, but yeah, Mielder, you know, again. That's the question mark. But I think you need to yeah. try and rest Millie Brighton, Magda Eriksson now. Yeah, yeah. Millie's well, not been fit now. She's been injured, so I can't see her playing. Do we know Do we know how long she'll be out, Nguyen? No, we don't know. Like most is. things with Chelsea women, we know nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, it, Millie does need a rest. She tends to be the one who plays just a little bit more than, than Ericsson. You know, they're both, both very similar, usually always in there. But you're, no, you're absolutely right. You can, again, you've still got, you know, Kirby and Kerr. And I wonder if Guru will play because she took her off early. Uh, when, you, when you're quite comfortable in a game, are you thinking about the next game? Some some managers will say, no, it's all about this game. Yeah, I think that's, I like that team. I think that's strong enough. Uh, again, Sophie, like G, only played 45 minutes, so would both be fresh. Carter, once again, has to has to learn this position if she's going to be, uh, you know, expected on and, and called on a lot this season. Maybe Melder on the right of the three and Carter in the middle, so you're not moving Carter too much and macking up the imbalance. So, yeah, I like the look of that team. Yeah, we'll see. Obviously, Thursday tickets still available from ChelseaFC.com. So if you can get down to Kings Meadow, believe it's an eight pm kickoff, so a nice late one on a Thursday evening. Uh, the team would appreciate the support, I'm sure. Um, that's going to wrap us up for this episode. We'll be back to review Savet and preview Burnham City, hopefully on Friday, uh, to be confirmed. Uh, in the meantime, you can check us out on Patreon, where we post this podcast early. And we also do things like Five Things We Learn From The Game, which I'll be doing tonight or tomorrow at some point, publishing that there. Um you can also contact us there pretty easy as well. Uh, Discord is the one you should be joining, though, if you want to talk during the game without the whole Twitter world getting involved. Uh, <laughs> lots of people in there for this game again, so thank you to those. Um, social media, Instagram, at Went to Mo Kings Meadow, Twitter, at Mo Kings Meadow. I'm at Dean Mears and Dane is at DWIT9. You've got Jane at Jane Chapel X as well. Um, she's put some pictures up on there of her trip today. And her uh, water bottle. Yeah, her water bottle <laughs> ready there. I'm sure she's enjoying 
the passenger seat on the way home. Uh, but Dane, again, lovely to talk about Chelsea beat Man City, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. It is nice. You know, as I said, you know, it was a, a lot of people was worried after that first game of the season about the defeat to Arsenal, but we could all see that, you know, the first team or a lot of the squad had only had a, a week or two training together. And we've started, you know, obviously Emma's really wants to stick with this position, the three, four, three, you know, the formation. And it's, we're starting to see all the fruits of that recently. And players still got to learn positions, but, you know, as you rightly said earlier, this season is is in our hands at the moment. You know, you're not going to win leagues unless you win. And if we win all our games, we're going to win this league. <laughs> so, Absolutely. That's what we look forward to. And I'm sure Emma's going to draw that into the team at training tomorrow morning. Um, I almost forgot that we're not going to record another episode till after the 18th of November, which is the one-year birthday anniversary of this podcast. Um, so just a big thank you to everyone that's listened that shared the podcast that's been on the show um, we've had lots of guests um, that's emailed us that's given their opinion that's joined discord especially those that are on patreon that help support what we do uh, I mean we've had over 100,000 downloads across the episodes that we've done which blows my tiny little mind um, you know we've now got Dane on board as well we continue to grow. We've got people at matches, which is unique. Um, so, yeah, I just want to say thank you to those that have supported us and, and helped us grow. And we're going to be doing some stuff on, on the day, some giveaways, some some extra sort of videos, hopefully, and special celebrations. Um, and we're going to try and get some follow-backs from some players <laughs> as a birthday present. Uh, but, yeah. Dane, any thoughts on a one-year anniversary or birthday? I'm going to call it a birthday. Yeah, no, it's a birthday, yeah. And, you know, onwards and upwards. You know, when you when we said you was first doing this, uh, we've become fairly friendly and it was always encouraging to do. I didn't know a lot of uh, women's podcasts out there covering the Chelsea game. I think a few across the pond uh, in America and uh, other other men's podcasts have now now taken on the role of, of wanting to talk about women's. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's always been an honour to come in and get involved. I've, I've always watched women's football, uh, and and it was nice. Now that I, I get to watch more, I'm learning every time. Uh, as I said, it's nice to spend time with you again. You know, very very talented man you are. Again, Jane, you know, who I call our little secret weapon, you know, very loyal uh, supporter, goes goes toward the games. We, ha- we have a good fan base, we have good guests, you know. Uh, people come on, you know, they interact with us. We've met, we, we've met, I've met people like Mia Erickson, you know, through this, you know, who's, a, who's an amazing talent as well. And it's just, it's just lovely. It's got a nice feel to it. And I, I really enjoy it. And I don't see it as a burden. And sometimes, you know, I, I get a bit tongue-tied or tongue-twisted from 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 just the excitement of, of, of trying to get everything out of, of, of my brain. But, yeah, no, I, I'm really enjoying it. And hopefully everyone enjoys it. And, you know, we're always open to feedback, uh, you know, good and bad. And, uh, yeah, this is exciting times for us, for us as a little podcast, you know, one year in and uh, exciting times watching this team as well. So, yeah, we've got some things to to announce and to do and obviously Dean's sorting all that out so hopefully it'll be an exciting time for us with our regular and loyal listeners yeah looking forward to the celebration I'd, I'd never really followed the women's team before this podcast and a, a year ago today I text Jane 
asking if there was any podcast that she listened to because she went to the games before me. She said no, and I said, let's do one. Four days later, we started, and a year on, you know, here we are with, you know, stupid amount of downloads that we shouldn't have. Um, and, you know, Dane on board is slotted in perfectly and allows us to, to cover this team more often because, you know, I have a new baby, Jane has work, Dane obviously has his own stuff as well, so we work it out between the three of us that um, we can get on when the games are on. So it's just fantastic, and the community that we've we've created and that we've got is fantastic. And you know, I love this team very, very much more so than the men's team. I think now, I think so. I was actually, I was thinking earlier. I think I get more joy watching the women's team than I do the men's team. I was thinking if, and it's a big if, if I treat myself to a shirt next year. Wouldn't it be nice to get a, you know, like a, one of your favourite women's players on the back for once? You know, I haven't got a men's shirt or with a men's player on the back, but I might be tempted to get a, uh, yeah, a shirt next year and a Mielder on the back or Sam Kerr, I think, or even a new sign-in. So I might break, break, break a habit next season. I did it's say a different feel, day, isn't it? Yeah, when we started the YouTube videos, I'd get Cuthbert on the back. When we've got 100 subscribers and we just haven't bothered with YouTube, uh, we just haven't got the time. So I know we've got 100 subscribers there, but I, I, I'm fancying a Jesse Fleming shirt now. She started Oh, it. yes. Yeah, that is a good She's one. You better probably player. get one for a good price now. All these sales around Christmas and, uh, you know, uh, with the Black Friday and all that. And so you could get one for a decent price. Yeah, let's see. Black Friday, of course. Um, they mentioned feedback. Good feedback to at Dean Mears Bad to at DWIT9. <laughs> so that's the right appropriate department of the podcast um i only take praise and flattery um, criticism <laughs> is reserved for the other members of the show because i'm in charge and that's that um yeah let's go then a pleasure as always join us next time for more coverage of this amazing team i've been dean mears he's been dane whittle we've been went to mo king's motto this is episode 47 48 one of those now, getting close to 50. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, but until next time, just fans, from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep the blue flag flying. Eine Frage. Wie schnell war der Aufschlag? 150 km/h. Wie lang war der Drive? 229 Meter. Wie lange hast du geschlafen? Oh, 7 Stunden 54 Minuten. Letzte Frage. Trainierst du deinen Körper und deinen Geist mit der Achtsamkeit? Ja, genau das mache ich. Wir alle haben Fragen und die neue Apple Watch Series 7 hat die Antworten auf dem bisher größten und fortschrittlichsten Display. Die Zukunft der Gesundheit am Handgelenk. Lieferengpässe möglich. Erfordert ein iPhone 6S oder neuer App aus dem App Store, Abo erforderlich.